Oh, we do. Look at Surfer Boy Lance doing what he does best, not driving an F1 car. Uh, <laughs> Risty McGee out there surfing on the wake. This is – I th- he look, Lance just needs to retire because his favorite thing in life is surfing, and he looks so ha- – look, look how at peace he looks. He is a billionaire's son, okay? Just get out of the car. Go surf some juicy waves, man. Do Hang think, loose. Do you think he's made enough money at this point in his career that he doesn't even need dad's money anymore? Probably not. No, because he's probably only made like he probably honestly has not even made like fifty million. Oh, that's enough. And to even live without <laughs> dad's money, even if you have fifty million, you can't buy your father's love. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, below the belt, folks! Oh, oh my god! Wow. I'm missing one tooth, but you just knocked all the teeth out of Lance Stroll's mouth. And speaking of getting the party started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for another episode of the Gridiron Podcast. It's episode 12 of your favorite podcast that your friends just don't know about yet. I'm Nick Shook. That's Katie Caldwell. Down at the bottom, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, is Sean Barry. Folks, it's been a couple of weeks since we've podcasted, and there's there's kind of a good reason for that. Uh, NFL training camps do not produce, produce necessarily the, the, the best news. Speak uh, for yourself, Nick. <laughs> and um, F1 is in a summer break, but... For those of you watching on TV or on YouTube right now, I just have to say this straight up right now because you're going to notice this. I don't have a tooth. <laughs> I was going to say, are we like, let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way right now. Nick is missing a tooth. Smile, Nick. There we go. Them I curly browns. I'm a toothless freak. Um, oh, I, I tell him why. I wasn't born with adult laterals in my mouth, um, and I got one of them knocked out by a fastball when I was 13. They took the other one out to leave the space, and I was supposed to get implants. I never got implants because I developed an underbite late. Because I bloomed late, right? So I've been wearing um, a thing they call a flipper with fake teeth on it for a long time. Well, that fell out of my mouth while I was flossing the other night. Hit the sink and one of the teeth broke off. So big old hole there. I try to do my best as a hockey player. So as I smile, I which I will, um, don't be alarmed. I am getting it fixed. I will have another fake tooth in there before long. But right now, uh, toothless wonder right here. How are we doing, folks? Other than that. <laughs> we're, we're doing great now we're that we know that. We're just doing yeah. our best. Hey, we have a full set, baby. We got a full set of teeth. Let's go. Ah, Katie and I, we're, we're you, rocking all 64. How many teeth do you have? 32? I definitely don't think. Oh, I, th- I was going to say, we don't have 64 teeth. I don't think I have 32 teeth. There's 32 don't, teeth in the there? NFL. I thought it was 32 teeth per 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 mouth. Let me get back to you. I don't have Yeah, let me get back to you on that sure. one. Don't quote me on that. Sean Barry, <laughs> DDS, uh, one of the three hosts of the Gridiron Podcast. This week, our main topic as we continue and get near the finish line of our training camp preview series is the AFC South. So without further ado, why don't we just get right into it, folks? Let's start previewing this division that, well, quite frankly, doesn't inspire a whole lot of excitement unless you're a fan of one of those teams uh, general feelings about this division off the top. Do we have any? Meh. <laughs> it's a division. To quote oh, Katie, a time was had. <laughs> yeah, this one I feel like I don't, like a lot of my analysis when I think about this is just very vibes-based because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not particularly inspired by this division. I wish it could be relegated. 
but hey, we'll see two rookie quarterbacks, two new coaches. It's we will see some football games. <laughs> they they will play football. That is for sure. They will play professional football in the division known as the AFC South, where there are teams in Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Houston. Where are we starting, Sean? And would you like to remind the listeners of how we do our preview? Every the week when we do this, book. we head and open up the Pipe Sports Book. Just for a reminder, we do not bet on these games. Nick cannot bet. It's just a phrase we came up with because I just make up the win totals as we go along. And my nickname is Pipes at my job at Fox 13. And, and, and my nickname on the Around the NFL podcast is The Pipes. So it's it's that's it's synonymous. It works. So we head into the Pipe Sports Book, uh, where we're uh, you know what? Let's just start off with the team that's favored to win. That's how we can kind of doing this, uh, which I guess is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll go down to anyone want to say it? Anyone want to say it? Jacksonville. There we go. Thank you. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I have I have a gripe with uh, Jags fans because they're Jags. They're a whole bunch of Jags. Um, yeah, they're just always mean to me because their team is worthless and useless and never does anything productive. So when I call them out on that, they they're like, "Oh, we're we have the biggest fan base in the NFL." Why? Because the no, fans don't. in London too. Like, I mean, if you can't yeah, exactly, us. exactly your t- your team is going to be in London in five years' time. So relax. Um, I could never imagine why they don't like you. They're worthless. They're I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so nice to them. What is like? I don't. I don't understand, man. I don't understand. Anyway, this pitiful franchise starts off the uh, season on the road at Indianapolis for Week One. Then has oh my god, how many home games do you have in a row? Uh, well, two of them. How many international games do they have? Two. We have two back Gee, to back. Back yeah. to back. Oh god. Okay. Um, so starting off at Indy Week One, Week Two. Um, at home against Kansas City, then at home against Houston. Then they hit the road for – anyone want to tell me where they are? I, I don't know where they are. It doesn't say on ESPN.com. London. London for both of them? Yep. Oh my God. First, yeah. Next. Like I said, they're going to be in London in five years' time, even though they're getting a new stadium or stadium upgrade. Uh, those two London games will be against Atlanta and Buffalo, weeks four and five. Week six, uh, back at home against uh, Indy. Then on the road against New Orleans and Pittsburgh before their week nine bye week. Back home for San Fran in Tennessee on the road against Houston week 12. Weeks 13, 14 at home against Cincy on the road against the Browns. Uh, week 15 at home against Baltimore. Then it's the Bucks on the road in week 16. Week 17 back at home against Carolina and rounding out the season. Week 18 on the road in Nash Vegas. I will set the over-under. They finished 9-8 and eight last year, won the division, won a playoff game, too, in a come-from-behind fashion. Uh, a lot of people are high on this team. You, you add Calvin Ridley, who they got last year, who, of course, was suspended for the full season. They won 9 last year. Uh, let's set the over-under because they did, I think, get a little bit better. How much? We'll see. Um, and there's a lot of hype around them. I'll set the over-under at 10.5, guys. What do you think? Katie, go ahead. I have the under. I have them at 10-7. and seven. I still, I still don't really know with this team and this division. When I look at their schedule, I think it looks pretty favorable. It's a fairly easy division this year. They're playing a rookie quarterback for four of those games. They get the Bills when they have already been waiting out the week in London, which is beneficial if you have to play the Bills. I think it's their division to lose. It's nice that they have some continuity through the offseason with Doug Peterson this time. You brought up Calvin Ridley. I'm super excited to see him with Trevor Lawrence. I actually like their receiver room with Zay yeah, Jones no. and Christian Kirk. Yeah. But 
there's always a but. I don't love their defense. They lost some guys on their defensive line. Their secondary doesn't get me excited at all. I do worry about their O-line. They lost their best offensive lineman in Juwan Taylor. Cam Robinson, is it four games? He's out with a PAD suspension, I think. Mr. NFL. Mr. NFL. But yeah, they're going to want to protect Trevor Lawrence. I'm worried that they're going to be able to do that. One small note, though. I'm very excited that the rest of the world got to meet our guy, British Columbia's own Nathan Rourke. Oh, yeah. Some action, baby. A little bit of action. It's all about the action. Some of us knew. Some of us have seen this before. And man, I'm so happy he did that on that stage. We have seen it before. You know, we had to watch him beat up on Kent State for a couple of years. I was so uh, I was so upset because among all the rookies that were like, this is how the rookies played out in week one of the preseason. And I'm like, yo, what about Nathan Rourke? And totally forgot, like, oh, he has actually played preseason football before. He is not technically a rookie. The question I have for you, Katie, though, is you said it's beneficial for the Jags to be staying in London an extra week. They'll already be established. They'll already be there. Is it, though? Like, you spend a week eating mushy peas and beans on toast and sitting in the fog in the rain. Like, is that necessarily a good thing? Like, so you're slandering the people of London and the people of Jacksonville today. No one and is you safe want from pipes. to like you. Get out of here. I think it is beneficial because the Bills are going to be coming in way later and there's jet lag. And the, the Jags are used to playing in London. <laughs> Sometimes my Western Canadian comes out. Comes out. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I do think it is beneficial, though. If you have to play the Bills, I think that sets you up a little better than if it were to just be in Jacksonville. All right. So you're taking the under. You have them at 10 and 7. Yep. Nick, what do you got them at? They won nine games last year. Um, it, it, I feel like they should take another step because a lot of what went well for them last year is intact. Trevor Lawrence made a huge jump from year one to year two. Oddly enough, getting rid of Urban Meyer does help you in in your development. Um, and they're playing in a division that should be theirs for the taking. Let's say they win four of their six division games. That's four right there. Let's say you get a win over Atlanta. Um, it, maybe you score one over, well, the rest of the, Tampa, Carolina. There's three more. You got to beat one of the AFC North teams that you're playing between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Or Pittsburgh. I'm, yeah, I'm having a hard time. Uh, I'm having a hard time. Yeah, so and Baltimore, I'm having a hard time. The entire AFC North. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Um, this whole division, I have a hard time with. You yeah, know, ten and a half is a good line, Sean. You know, I, I, I honestly, I, I often trash you for your bland, um, safe lines that you choose over at the Pipe Sportsbook. But I'll tell you what, the Pipe Sportsbook is making a comeback today right now with this opening line. Ten and a half is a competitive line, and I am also going to take the under. I could see them winning 10 games, maybe nine. I don't see them winning 11 games. And I think you win 10 games, that's going to be A, enough to win the division, so you're going to get in the playoffs, and B, enough to make teams take you seriously. Now, the way they won that playoff game last year was, of course, memorable. It showed a lot of fight in them. It, It showed that Doug Peterson's efforts are paying off there, but I don't see that as 11, 12 wins. Okay. And that's fine. I think 10 wins, nine wins again in a playoff berth is still a step forward provided Trevor Lawrence continues to get better. He really came on strong in the second half of the season last year. Um, So I feel pretty confident in them winning this division. It's, I don't think they're going to run into a ton of resistance from the rest of the division. They're, they're the best team on paper to me in the division. So we're going to go with that number. We're going to go with the under, and it's not a disrespectful under. It's just that I don't think, based on their schedule, that they're quite good enough to win 11 or 12 games. 
I was just running through. By the way, Nick, thanks for trashing my uh, my sports book. Is your favorite movie How to Train Your Dragon? Toothless. <laughs> He's got yeah. jokes. Sean I'm spent coming all for you last tonight. night. As soon as I texted you guys that, oh, I broke a tooth off my fake tooth retainer. Just uh, started just, writing them down. He's just the sitting there app. with a yellow legal pad, just writing joke after joke. He wakes up in the middle of the night, scribbles another one. I'm just going to be in the line of fire this entire episode. I deserve it. What's the over under on the amount of tooth jokes from Sean? Four and a half. This episode. Four, Four and, and a half. half. We've already got, I think we've already got two. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so going back to the Jags, whole bunch of Jags. Um, they won the division last year, nine and eight. As I'm going through their schedule, I definitely can see 10 wins, not 11. So I'm taking the under no matter what. But here's the thing. Um, I had them sweeping the AFC South, sweeping the division, completely forgetting that when it comes to somehow playing the Indianapolis Colts, they always find a way to choke. How, how long has it been since they beat the Colts? I think in Jacksonville, it's been forever. So with that being said, I'm going to take the under. And I've got them right at 9-8 and eight again, winning the division and getting to host a playoff game. 9-8 and eight ain't bad if, it's, if you're in a terrible division. Nine games, eight games can probably win you this division because it is that bad. This is the new NFC South. It's just the AFC South. Um, so I'm going under as well. Uh, moving right along, let's go to the team that finished in second place last year, Tennessee Titans. So we're all taking the under on the Jags, by the way, if everyone is penciling that in at home. Oh, it's keeping track at home. I should be keeping track. I'll go back and do that eventually. Uh, so no, the won't. Titans, I will eventually. <laughs> eventually. God. The shade calm today. Down, calm down, Shorzy. Calm down, Shorzy. <laughs> you want three. me to take them both out? You want me to take the other one out? <laughs> he would do that at college parties, too. He would do that at college parties. It was the best. This is why you want to watch on YouTube or Twitch. This is my party it, trick. This content right here, folks. Get enough get enough natty ice in us, and Nick would take his teeth out, and I would sing Drop It, Drop It Low by Esther Dean. Oh, will you do that? Prove it. No. Do, no, it, do it with no. the voice. Come on. I, 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 only, I, am only, I am only having one beer right now. It's Goat by Prison <laughs> Brewing out of uh, Doral, Florida. Anyway, to the Titans we go. Week one on the road against the Saints. Week two. Um, they are also, uh, they're at home against the Chargers, back on the road for Cleveland week three, week four, at home against Cincinnati. Uh, again, they're just continuing this on the road at home, on the road at home. Week five on the road in Indy, then week six playing Baltimore overseas for a 9.30 kickoff. Kind of sets up well for them because week seven is their bye week. Uh, week eight at home against Atlanta, on the road to Pittsburgh, on the road to Tampa, on the road to Jacksonville for weeks 9 through 11, back home against Carolina and Indy, back on the road against Miami for week 14, Houston at home week 15, Seattle at home week 16, Houston twice in three weeks um, on the road for week 17, and then wrapping things up at home against the Jags, where things at that point probably won't matter anymore for this division, might have some seating implications. Um but man, Houston, they got a lot better via the draft. But I don't know how much that's going to translate to wins on the field now. I don't know what C.J. Stroud is going to give you his rookie year. He certainly didn't look all that great his first preseason game. He was kind of running for his life out there. Um, they won four games last year. I'll, I'll give them... I'll give them four and a half. Do you think they're going to win one more game than they did last year? There's the question. Where are the wins on this calendar? 
I'm so sorry. I thought, whoa, hold on. I was just going to say, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now because I thought <laughs> we were doing the Titans and then are we talking about the Texans? Oh my God. What is the ABV on this? Apparently 15%. Whoa. At uh, one point, now, I was that, doing everyone. some social media posting and reposting. <laughs> So I, I was a little so unplugged here's for a the second, thing. and then here's I the come thing. back, and that's why I got rid of the lower I, third, because I'm like, wait, he's talking about C.J. Stroud now? When did we no, no, no. So I read the entire Tennessee Titans schedule, and then after week 18 was like, yeah, I'm talking about Houston, right? Oh no, I just got God. myself thinking about Houston because they play them week 18. So we okay, are so all just doing our best. Titans. I mean, this so is where we're we talking about the Titans. They won seven games last year. They added another rookie quarterback in the draft. So now they have Malik Willis. Now they have uh, Will Levis. Uh, they've still got Ryan Tannehill. They've still got no one to throw to. Uh, and I, I just, again, seven wins last year. I don't know if they got really any better through the off season. So I'm going to go with six and a half. All right. Well, now wow. that we can actually participate in this it, without being just very edit all of that out. I, it, I it's would. Been, it's been a day, man. It's I mean, been we're doing this live, Sean, you know, that's, you know how it is. And you do live, t- live production in general and you doing live TV, you know how it goes. Uh, they won seven games last year. What was the line you said? Six and a half. Six and a half. Ooh, Katie, would you like to lead off? I'm going over. <laughs> All right. I, there we I go. waffled between nine and eight and eight and nine. You waffled? This t- is that That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a term. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm guilty for getting last season, this team, especially their defense, was super banged up. And they're getting a lot of their key pieces back. When I look at this roster, if they were to have a different coaching staff, I wouldn't be so high on them. Mike Vrabel, much like we've talked about Bill Belichick, he finds ways to win. He's able to get more out of his guys than he has any right to do. And they'll always be a really, really physically tough team to play. Every year we ask the same question, will this be the year that Derrick Henry takes a step back? I still think he has a lot in the tank. One year, maybe it will dip. We keep saying that every year. They have a legitimate number one wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think they'll win the division. I think they could sneaky be in the mix. Oh, okay. Okay. But I, I, but I still, I, this division I struggled with the most because I could also see them winning five games going, yeah, that checks out. They're just, I've said it before. The Titans are just a bit forgettable to me. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, forgettable. (laughs) And I lived in Nashville. (laughs) Yeah. Primarily because their quarterback situation isn't exactly inspiring a lot of confidence or excitement. Now that's not, that's not a knock on Ryan Tannehill. It's just at this point, we know who he is going back to that divisional round loss to the Bengals two years ago. That basically cemented his reputation going forward, not to mention the injury issues that he struggled with last year. The overall dysfunction at the position, you know, going from Malik Willis, who was clearly not ready to play in the game, to Josh Dobbs, who was signed off the Browns practice squad and thrown into key games late in the season, they fell apart for multiple reasons. It was injuries. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a lack of talent, you know, sticking the finger in the dam and eventually realizing that the water pressure is too great and it's going to, you know, blast your finger out of there and and you're just going to drown. That's basically who they were last year. And I don't really see them being any different than that this year, except that they're healthier at this point in the season. Um, You know, you talk about Derrick Henry and, and, you know, is this the year that he takes a step back? He's getting real close to that that 30-year-old mark. And I know he's got a ton of miles on that odometer, okay? Um, I uh, He's defied expectations to this point. Uh, You know, returning to form last year as, as a heavy you know, a carrier of a heavy load for this team. They're going to need him even more this year, I think. Now, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins is great for them. Um, It it addresses an an area of significant need 
but I don't think it's going to be enough. Much like Julio Jones wasn't really much for them. You know, he wasn't enough for them. He's going to be better than Julio, but yeah. not enough to cover up for all this stuff. So I think a lot of the load is again going to end up on the shoulders of Derrick Henry. We're going to continue to watch the quarterback position because as soon as Tannehill runs into some struggles, which he undoubtedly will, you're going to hear people calling for Malik Willis or Will Levis, whoever they decide is the QB2. There's going to be instability. The one saving grace, like Katie said, is the fact that Mike Vrabel is the coach. You got to remember last year they lost their offensive coordinator because he got a DUI in season and they took a nosedive after that. I think that they'll be better than we expect. But you said six and a half, Sean. What yeah. do we expect from the Titans? Five wins? Six, six wins? I don't know. Six and a half is another great line. It's it's causing me a lot of internal conflict right now because I can see them winning seven games solely on the strength of Derrick Henry, a, a sneaky, encouraging defense because the back end is still very strong and you have Jeff Simmons up front and he's a, a terror. Um, but I just don't like this team enough. I don't think they're going to be very good. So let's go under at six on this side from over here and keep an eye on that quarterback position. Not that Ryan Tannehill is going to play his way out of a job, but this team's at a clear crossroads. Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. He's their best player on offense. They don't have a lot else to be excited about. Maybe Traylon Burks takes the next step. I just don't feel very confident in them. Um, so I can see them winning six or seven games, but I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I am also going to agree with you. I'm going to take the under. I've got them at six wins, but I think this will be a competitive team for all the reasons you said. Um, with the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, I just remember when I found out about it, all I could think in my head was that Ryan Reynolds scene from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, where he pulls down his surgical mask and just says, Marijuana. But why? Why? But why? <laughs> like, that's a, like, he, DeAndre Hopkins said he, he wanted to go to a Super Bowl contender. He wanted to win a ring and he chooses Tennessee. But why? Like, does he know, does he know something we don't? or that anyone else doesn't know? I don't think so. Um, I do think Mike Vrabel is one of the best head coaches in the NFL, but that only gets you so far. And along with like a lack of talent, it's just, it's going to be a rough season. Again, this is the AFC South. We're expecting that. They know that they can be in the fight just because they are an average team, but I'm struggling to see seven sure-fired wins on this schedule this year. So I'll go under. I got them at uh, 6 and 11. Uh, quick chime in here from those watching on Twitch and on YouTube. Um, a good friend of ours, Sean, uh, Mr. Coley, has chimed in. And he says... Oh, what's up? Oh, please. What's the over-under? Sean gets a third piece of art on his wall. <laughs> Under. He followed with... Is Sean's amount of wall art meant to match Kenny Pickett's wins this season? You know what, Austin? I haven't put the belt in the packaging yet. I don't oh. have to send it to your dad. Keep talking. I'll send it in ribbons. That being our fantasy football belt, which I do have to get to Mr. Coley here sometime soon. It's just I keep forgetting. Sean treats the fantasy football belt like his most prized possession. I imagine Sean goes to dinner wearing the belt, much like Super Bowl winners will break out their Super Bowl rings from time to time. It's just the way that he conducts himself with this belt that he has rightfully earned, not once, but twice. But he'll definitely Should let you know times. that he's got it. He'll definitely let yeah. you know that it's in his possession. All right, next team. All right, next team, let's head on over to – now let's go to Houston. How about that? We'll go to Houston now. I feel like I was just there. I feel mm. – yeah, right? All right. So uh, let me just make sure I'm on the right page here. I am. Week one, on the road at Baltimore, then back home against Indy, on the road against Jacksonville, at home against Pittsburgh, on the road against Atlanta, 
at home against New Orleans. By week, week seven, starting off uh, week eight on the road at Carolina. Uh, and then, well, they play all four NFC South teams consecutively. Atlanta week five, New Orleans week six, Carolina week eight, Tampa Bay week nine. Then on the road against Cincy week 10, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, all at home weeks 11 through 13. Week 14 on the road against the Jets, and then on the road also week 15 against Tennessee. Uh, back at home against Cleveland and the Titans for week 16 and 17, and then wrapping up the season against Indy week 18. This was a team that won four games last year. And as I mentioned when I was talking about the Titans and thought I was talking about Houston, they did get better through the draft. C.J. Stroud didn't look all that great in his first preseason game, but I mean... He's already been named the starter. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know if I see more than four wins again. Like, they play the AFC North. They still got to worry about Jacksonville. Tennessee is definitely better than this team. They've got the Jets on there. And they've got, I mean... The NFL's uh, weird, though, man. Uh, the weird the things weird. I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange them. I don't want to lowball them just because they only won four games last year. But I'm gonna. All right, let's see. One. Let's go four and a half. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's go four and a half. I'm glad either they're going to do better than they did last year, or they're going to do worse. I'm pretty sure that's the line that you gave us. <laughs> The first time around. <laughs> did I? You did. Funny how that but works out. How many beers? Um, Nick, they're 15%. Give them a break. Uh, tan. 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 He's getting Lake Erie Monsters right now. <laughs> Guys, we're doing great. Right, we're doing Katie, great today. Lead it off. Great, honey. I have the over. I have five and 12. Okay. I, a lot is going to depend on how well and how quickly CJ Stroud settles in. There are a few pieces I like. I like their offensive line. Don't mind their secondary. But like I spoke about after the draft, I still feel like they have quite a few holes on that team. They're heading in the right direction. I think they could be a little feistier than last year. The division sucks, as we've talked about. They I see were them making, feisty last year. Like they were they kind were, of they would punch above their weight occasionally. They would, and that's where I love D'Amico Ryan's maybe winning them a game. I'm so excited about that hiring. I'm such a big fan of him. I know he doesn't have the same pieces as he did in San Francisco, but I, I don't know what this team, the Texans are also deeply forgettable to me, <laughs> but yeah, a five and 12, I guess. There are teams that they play tough. Sometimes they play the Titans tough. They've played the Jags tough. You know, one of those unexpected ones can go their way. The Gridiron Pod, episode 12, deeply forgettable. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um... I would agree with you, Katie. I like the five win mark for them. And, and the reason is, is they may be the most intriguing team in the division. Uh, I say that because Texan, the Texans have been referred to in recent years by their own players as a place considered to be a scum bucket, a place where guys who have maybe one more shot in the league all sign to stay in the NFL. That is not the case with these Texans anymore. They made signings of significance for the first time really since the Bill O'Brien era this offseason. They added Robert Woods. They got tight end Dalton Schultz. They added some players on the defensive side of the ball that, that you know, raise an eyebrow. Sheldon Rankins being one. 
Um, you know, you just get Jimmy Ward at safety, I think was a big addition for them. Play him alongside Jalen Petrie. Suddenly you got a nice little safety tandem there. Uh, and, and you have some veteran presences there on both sides of the ball. Denzel Perryman, uh, Desmond King, you know, add Ward. Some guys like that, that, that will help you win more games. You add in D'Amico Ryans. If he's as good of a defensive coordinator as he was in San Francisco, that should help you stay in games. And if CJ Stroud can get comfortable enough and use his greatest asset, which is his accuracy, and then maybe even use his legs for the first time in his career, they'll probably win a couple more games. Five wins is not a high bar, considering you won three last year, including two of your final three, with Davis Mills as your quarterback. Now, did they deserve to win the last game? Probably not. Did the Colts screw it up? Yeah. Did it cost the Texans Bryce Young? Yeah. But you know what? I think Stratt will be just fine for them. Damian Pierce is a guy who's really exciting to watch. He's young. John Mechie's going to get his first look at you know playing after sitting out last year while about that. Leukemia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to like here and one guy i've been hyping up since the combine he was my favorite receiver in the group and he's on this team and you better keep an eye on him folks tank dell little guy nicknamed tank what more do i need to say i'm gonna say more this guy is gonna make people miss after the catch he runs crisp routes he's like a water bug the top of his route stem he can go in any direction he's got pretty good hands too pretty good hands too i think he's going to make an impact that folks are not expecting so you pair that with cj stroud an offense that i think is going to be better than some people might think five wins is pretty attainable so i I like that i like the over there um well not to be boring but i'm going to go with you too because i got six wins i think that they're going to improve a little bit um i like all the moves they made in the offseason and I don't want to judge CJ Stroud off of one, you know, rough, not even a full game of football that we've seen him play in the NFL. Um, Cause that, that's not going to define him. And he, he was actually, if you remember my favorite quarterback coming out of college, I think you said the same thing, Nick, like mm-hmm. he, he, he impressed you a lot. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I mean, I feel bad for him at the same time, because like Katie said, these guys are pretty, um, unmemorable the texans they do kind of feel like this what was it the scum bucket they do kind of feel like the scum bucket not to be confused with plankton's chum bucket from sponge i did want to i did want to say the chum bucket they could be the chum bucket um but i feel like at the same time and you'll like this this is a team that they're gonna you know bring their their pail for lunch to work and Ah. they're gonna scrap for every win and they were a scrappy team last year and I don't know. The NFL is better when teams in Texas are doing well, um, just because it pisses off Cowboys fans anyway. So give me the over. I got him at six wins because I don't think this will be the last place team in the AFC South. Do we ever use the term pale oh. in anything other than beach terms or lunch pale? Yeah, when you talk about like, Nick, you, you're looking pale. Are you okay? That's Do a different okay? pale. I'm toothless. Now he's got to make fun of my complexion. That pales in comparison. Ah, ah, uh-huh. there we go. All different terms, all different usages. But I guess that that's what I deserve for asking an outlandish question like that. All right, that wraps up the AFC South. No, we didn't do the Colts. Well, I mean, we could wrap up the AFC South without the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> and that that mess up wasn't even me this jokes. time. All right. We're all just doing our best, folks. That that basically does wrap up the AFC South, though. Because let's be <laughs> honest, do we think the Colts are going to do anything this year? Well, the only like, intrigue, yeah. the only entry here, Sean, is their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who could be a, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame talent, uh, but needs to clean up his his fundamentals and some of his footwork. And if he does that and adjusts to the speed of the game, then 
maybe they're the biggest surprise of the division, if not the AFC at large, and maybe, you know, battle for the division, but we don't know. Okay, well, that completely undermined everything I was going to say, but sure, let's go with the Colts. Uh, starting off week one at home against Jacksonville, week two on the road against Houston, then on the road against Baltimore, back home against the Rams and Titans, on the road for week six against the Jags, uh, week seven and eight at home against Cleveland and New Orleans, week nine on the road at Carolina, week 10, they are overseas, taking on the Patriots, uh, that leads into their week 11 bye week. Week 12, uh, Tampa Bay is visiting Indy. And then weeks 13 and 14 on the road at Tennessee and Cincy. Uh, back home for a game against the Steelers. Week 15 on the road. Week 16 in Atlanta. Week 17 against Vegas. And week 18 against Houston at home. Both of those games. They won four games last year, folks. Um, I mean, what do we what do we think? What, you're, what you're are, the are they going to win? Are they <laughs> going to win us. more than four games? I don't know. Um, because I feel like Nick is going. Because I feel like Nick, for some reason, believes in Anthony Richardson. I will say five and a half. I five and a half. Why, I'll set the why, line why, at five and a half. Why would you? Do, I mean, look, we're not shifting lines here. Live lines, okay? You know, but whatever. All right, fine, sure. Katie, go ahead. <laughs> I have six and 11. Obviously, so much of it, like CJ Stroud, is dependent on Anthony Richardson, how quickly he can get up to speed. From what I've seen, you can absolutely see his ceiling, but there will be some growing pains. He's definitely going to have his ups and downs like he already has. I'm excited about Shane Steichen. Overall, I'm not too inspired by that team. And obviously, a lot of it has to do with Jonathan Taylor as well. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Their defense is average. The framework of a somewhat okay offense is there, obviously with a few gaps. I don't love the offensive line anymore. Don't really know who's going to rush the passer. Concerns at corner, losing Stephon Gilmore. For the t- if I'm a Colts fan, I just want a bit more stability. Like, look at the Jeff Saturday experiment and the Matt Ryan experiment, and it just feels like it's been pure chaos again and again. Like, Teresa Walker, the queen of Nashville, tweeted this, the Colts have a seventh different starter on opening day for a seventh straight season. That's wild. I believe that's what we call a revolving door. Exactly. And someone needs to come get their man, Jim. You, you don't have to say everything you think. And you don't have to tweet everything you think in your head. Yeah. Somebody come get your man. It's been a rough month for him uh, when it <laughs> comes to dealing with uh, his PR office. Um <laughs> Talk about a, a contract negotiation that hadn't really started, but was kept under wraps, suddenly being right there out front center. Uh, they have botched the and Jonathan Taylor. Wales, different places. Well, and- you know, hey, look, those are two independent things. You know, he's helping out uh, the wildlife. PETA is a big fan of Jim Irsay, but uh, as, as it pertains to his football team, uh, not the best month for him when it comes to keeping things in-house. Um the Johnson Taylor situation, as you mentioned, is strange. Uh, it's borderline toxic. It's not getting any better. They've had a revolving door at quarterback, as you also mentioned. A lack of stability overall. They're, they've been getting by with a defense that has outplayed its talent in the last few years. Uh, guys like Stephon Gilmore helped. Kenny Moore has also had a couple of really good seasons. This is the year, in my opinion, that they take a step back. Now, if they get a full season from Shaq Leonard, that should help because he was hurt for the majority of last year and you have DeForest Buckner up front, but a lot of holes otherwise in this defense that I just don't feel so confident in. 
Um, and offensively, they still don't have receivers. Like they, the last two years are like, yeah, we're going to draft Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman's our number one. And we're just going to go from there. And now we have Isaiah. I, like Pittman. I know, but the thing is, is like fantasy players like him, but do you really like him as a number one? Cause he's their number one. And I, I just, he's a good, he's a great number two. I don't think he's a great number one. And it, it hurts their offense when you, especially if you don't know if you're going to have Jonathan Taylor there or not. I mean, you could be dealing with a serious lack of depth at running back. And they've tried to patch those holes with Zach Moss and Kenyon Drake and, you know, so on. So even Jake Funk, a favorite of Good Morning Football, Jake Funk. But like, you don't have Taylor, it's going to hurt you just like it did last year. So I struggle to be confident in this team. But like you said, Katie, Shane Steichen did wonders with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. If he could do something similar, with Anthony Richardson, mm. I think mm. you can get over that. I think you can get over that line. What was that? Five and a half? Is that what you had it at? Five and a half? Right, five and a half. Well, yeah. let me get on board with the Katie train, and we're going with six wins as well. It's going to be a, a, a season that people will watch in Indianapolis, for better or worse. You, you really made me believe in that, Nick. Um, I think both of you are wrong. I think this is the worst team possibly in the entire AFC. I don't think Anthony Richardson is it. I don't. I was clear about that when we were talking about the draft breakdown. I said, if this is a guy that needs to sit behind someone and learn how to play at the NFL level, because he can throw the ball a country mile, but he can't hit a receiver 10 yards down the field wide open. I watched this kid at Florida. He was so hot and cold, and I have, believe me, before I did this show, before I said these words, I did a little bit of research, looked at, you know, how has he been performing at training camp? Same thing. People have been saying he is so hot and cold. He has these amazing plays, and then he can't do the simplest, you know, passing drill. Or it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Can he change that? Sure, because Nick, like you said, he has all the talent in the world. He just has to figure out how to focus that and use that. They've already named him the week one starter. I think that was a huge mistake. I'm wondering if Jim Irsay had a say in that as well. So I think this season's headed for disaster. I think they'll be in the running for the number one overall pick. That doesn't mean they're going to get rid of Anthony Richardson. As we saw the Bears, you know, they believe in Justin Fields and they traded away the number one pick this year, uh, rightfully so. So we'll see what happens. But man, I've got them at like four wins right again. And I think they'll be in line for that number one overall pick. I don't believe in the Colts. I don't believe in them. All right. Well, you know what? That's fine. We can clip this and save it and and go back and look at it later. And that's fine. If I'm wrong, I'll I'll loan up to it. But I just don't see it, man. I I was very clear from the get-go about Anthony Richardson. I don't see it. Uh, you know what I don't see? A tooth. A tooth. And there's four, <laughs> folks. I that's on me. I did that. Oh, I thought it was just overall. <laughs> said, yeah. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, I can take shots at myself. I can count the over under. All right, now that officially wraps up the AFC South preview for real this time. All jokes aside, yeah. which means it's time for everybody's favorite podcast segment. No matter if you listen to comedy, uh, sports, uh, I don't know. Pop yeah, culture, true, true whatever. Crime. Sure, yeah. It's crime everyone's favorite game. It, guys, do you want to say it? You want to say it? What's it called? Do you even do know? Do you even know? And today, Katie is in the crosshairs of do you even know? How do I unsubscribe from this game? Our topic. Exactly. If you didn't know, if you, or if you forgot, this is where Nick and I gang up on Katie and ask her quiz questions on a topic she knows nothing about until we tell her. Nick, what's the topic? The topic is sports movies, and Big B, one of our most loyal 
listeners and viewers. Even now. He loves this segment. And he said, Katie only knows bocce ball. It's bocce. But man, do I know it. (laughs) Big B, if you're a regular listener, you should know that it's called bocce and not bocce ball. Come on Bocce ball is the ball itself. Yes. Thank you, Katie, for clarifying. Maybe eventually he'll get it down. Will you get down these sports movie quotes? That's the big question. And Sean is leading it off with our first question in Demon Now. Demon this is going to be so embarrassing. I can already feel it. Katie, in the 1992 movies. movie The Sandlot, Smalls gets in a lot of trouble when he hits a Babe Ruth autographed baseball over the fence into the lair of a dog known as the Beast, leading to the climax of the movie where Benny the Jet Rodriguez has to pickle the Beast. Afterwards, they find out that the Beast is actually a really nice dog. Katie, do you even know... What's the beast's real name? The The name of the dog. It wasn't the beast. He had a name. (gasps) And James Earl Jones said it. See, this is one that as soon as you said Sandlot, I'm like, let's go. Okay. Because if you said the name of the dog, I would have said the beast. I forgot that it... He has a real name. Fido. I don't actually know. (laughs) You want to just give, give a guess? Fido, that was my guess. You want to go Fido? Okay. Uh, no, his name is Hercules. I never would have got that. Really? It's at the it's <laughs> story they... of me playing this game. I'm like over 75. I hate this. This is my least favorite. You're just game. you're just in a slump. You're just in a slump. <laughs> it's okay. All right, Katie. Question number two. In the beloved baseball film Major League. Brewers broadcaster Bob Euchre delivers the famous line. That's all we got? One goddamn hit? And of course, uh, Monty, his color commentator of sorts, very quiet, says... You can't say goddamn on the radio. He says, don't worry, nobody is listening anyway. Katie, what was the fictional name of the character portrayed by Bob Euchre? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, you're missing out. Whoa, whoa. Wow. Hold on. I know. See, let's all roast Katie. As soon as the lower third came up that says sports whoa. movies, that's why I said, how do I unsubscribe from this game? That because is like, I knew that I would go over three might be and my everybody could make fun of me. Well, time. luckily now, as a middle-aged adult, I have the opportunity to watch it for the first time. And what a gift. I'm so joyful for myself about that. We're glad to present it to you with a bow and all. Katie, do you even know the answer to this question is Harry Doyle? Hello, folks. Harry Doyle here. And you Wahoo fans. Fans of the feather. <laughs> all right, Sean. Oh, okay. Number three. If I go over three, we have to cut this out of the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go over three again, you guys. You know, it's... Katie, I think you're going to get this one. I hope you get this one. Um, And let's keep with the uh, the baseball theme. So, um, in the movie... My least favorite sport. Well, we're going to stay with it because this is what I had. In the movie, Angels in the Outfield, the Disney one, not the original one, uh, Christopher Lloyd portrays an angel... What was his name? Oh, we're just doing names. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't. I haven't seen that movie since I was like one. It's li- like he literally <laughs> wears it's on his hat. It's on his freaking hat. It's the name of a league in baseball. Like it, it, there's only two of them. Pick. <laughs> just 
His name is Al. A-L. He's wearing a hat that says A-L. His name's Al. <laughs> like, what's the question right now? What's his name? Yeah, you already missed yeah. it. You already I, gave I, me the answer. Yeah, I, I, Do you his know? name's Al. Oh. <laughs> you didn't give me a chance to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Counts over for three. Failhorn goes here. Man. <laughs> Do I, this is my least favorite game. We're cutting this segment. <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up another <laughs> rousing and fruitless edition of Do you even know? Do you even know? <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to shift gears to Formula One where nothing has happened. And the reason for that is they are on summer break. Now, the beauty of summer break, as a child will tell you, is the freedom of not having to be anywhere, of being able to choose to do whatever you want with your day, perhaps enjoy the sun, go on a vacation, or just sit at home and play video games all day. Who knows what it might be, but for our favorite drivers, and even the drivers that we don't like so much, well, let's just say they did it in major, spectacular grandeur. Well, when I was a kid, I don't remember having millions of dollars at my disposal to go to Mykonos or to Ibiza. So I feel like F1 drivers kind of differ that way from us. But you know what, Sean? That $20 that I had in the sock drawer sure felt like a million dollars when I was that age. Oh, boy, did it. That could buy you a heck ton of bubble gum. I'll tell you what. A heck ton. A heck heck ton. ton. Oh, gee whiz. I'm going to go buy myself Uh, a pack of MLB showdown cards. I'm going to go get that draft pack. It's Chaw. Katie, no. You know what, what, what movie that is from? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> get me picking, out of here. We're done yeah. picking on Katie. Get me off the pod. Uh, so, yeah, let's just kind of go through. So we're going to show you a slideshow from Instagram of all the drivers on their vacations over summer break. And we're just going to just kind of say, hey, looks like they're having a fun time. So here, oh, there's Charles Leclerc. Um Wearing a way too tight uh, life vest. It looks like he's doing some paddle boarding or something. That just looks like he's off the coast of uh, Monaco. In a youth medium life jacket. <laughs> yes. And the caption from Charles is, yes, the life jacket is way too small. <laughs> That's definitely, on a scale of one to, you know, thirst trap, how, how much of a thirst trap is that? Because he's showing um, the abs, like the lower abs. Eight. Yeah, I was Defin- going to say yes. seven and a half or an eight. Yeah, definitely an eight because he's he's posing. He's got like the the it it kind of looks like it should be a um cologne commercial. Yeah, sans the life jacket. Two things. Um, he's got the watch tan line showing off that yeah, I'm rich enough to wear a big watch all the time, even if I'm not even if I'm in the water and not wearing one now. Two, is he a Scientologist? Do you see that little red string on his on his wrist? Isn't that like a sign of Scientology? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know, but yeah, we're going to find that out eventually. Imagine this is how we all found out from this Instagram post. He's he's 11, 12 Thetan energy stuff or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to quote Sandlot. Looks like he's <laughs> having a fun time, but it doesn't look like he's too, going too far. You know, like he's in his hometown. He's just relaxing. He's just doing some paddle boarding. I mean, I'm going to give this like a three out of ten. Unlike our friend Lewis Hamilton, who is given that shaka bra. Um, underwater at a looks like is it a pool or is that like the ocean that's just a very clear nice ocean okay well that's definitely i don't have that much money i you need to have money to go to sea water that clear 
That's a good point. None of us have it. But by the way, you can sponsor the podcast. We are open for business. If you'd like to line our pockets so we can go see an ocean like that. Or yeah, we want that clear water money. Just so we can yeah. pay the bills for the podcast. Not that in Gulf general. Coast money. Uh, <laughs> stuck here at St. Pete Beach. Uh, this is not What's a What's your rating trap. for Lewis? Because uh, he's been largely off the grid. He has. But he I'm really also has. hearing rumors of a hot summer romance with Shakira. So I love I that for him. Oh, baby, when you drive like that, you make a woman go mad. Underwater with Lewis. <laughs> Man, if that is the case for him, I'm giving his an 11 out of 10. If you were off the grid, a, I thought you're with had, like, Shakira. But she mm, kept coming mm. to his races, and that's what everyone was saying. Like, oh, they might be dating. But then I thought, like, she publicly confirmed she had a boyfriend or something. Although, you know, it's Lewis Hamilton. It's Sir Lewis Hamilton. I mean. All the girlies on Raya are going to be not thrilled to hear about Shakira ah, after seeing Lewis on Raya there. Raya secrets. Mm. Fresh from mm-hmm. Katie Caldwell's latest experience. Here's Lando Norris jumping off of a yacht with the caption, family time with a heart. Which, guys, this is my favorite one. And the reason is, I feel like the two things don't align. Unless his family's on that boat. Is that his boat? Did they rent the boat? Like, uh, is he family with well, the his, fish? I, I, I don't think so. I think he's on vacation with his family, which is nice. It's wholesome. It's his summer break. And I will say, he. I mean, Lando has been the most active on social media after um, Spa. He has been to Tomorrowland, and he was chilling with Martin Garrix backstage during his set at Tomorrowland. Um, but I think that's wholesome. He's on vacation with his family, and Nick, his family's loaded. I think his dad's worth something like $250 million. So I think that's either a yacht they're renting or their yacht. So I think they're, yeah. I, I worry, My question is, I worry oh, that sorry, that, I worry ahead, that, that video playing is going to get us DMCA, so that's why it's paused. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My question is, how does Martin Garrix have such a stranglehold on the men of F1? I feel like every single one has a foot, like all the different cliques within. I know, but he's, how are, how is he close with all 20 of them? It feels Uh, like. I don't know. Well, he was with, so Lando and Max were both backstage during his set um, Mm -hmm. at Tomorrowland. So, and I feel, I feel like. Danny Rick's been there. I feel feel like, like, uh, I feel like Max would be more of a Tiesto guy because Tiesto's Dutch. I think he is a Tiesto guy. Well, he was with Martin Garrix at Tomorrowland. Danny Rick was there too, and Danny Rick was at Tiesto, I saw. Huh. Oh, right. Martin Garrix and Tiesto were there to celebrate Max's uh, maiden world, hmm. world title. There we go. Nice. Fun fact. Yeah. There you go. There Next go. in the slideshow. Crazy who you bump into on a holiday. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, Martin Garrix, as you guys just mentioned. That is. Now, that's not Tomorrowland. I don't know which, what, what that one's called. Um, the caption is covering the the title of the show, but yeah. So how cool is that? Like, did they go together? Did Danny, Rick, and George go to this show together, or no, did they I just think the actually caption, bump into each other? I think it suggests that they just bumped into each other, unless they're being facetious. But can we talk about George Russell's sunglasses here? Yes, George yes, Russell we can. Is wearing you know just this is big banana republic energy right now. It's big J Crew energy. Um, and it's nighttime. And it's nighttime. Uh, I mean, mess. <laughs> glasses at night, so I can, so I can. Um, of all the people that you think wouldn't be hanging out together in, in, during the summer break, it'd probably be these two, maybe, or Max and Lewis. But like, I feel like this is just very random. Looks like they're having fun though. It also looks like they're in the gen- uh, general population. 
Like they're, mm, they're not they're not doing any kind of VIP. Like they're just they're in the. I'm pit. sure they did. Oh, they had to have. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a guy right behind him looking all crazy. I I, I don't think he's <laughs> supposed to be in the picture, but he that 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 is just general. You know, that's GA seating right there for Danny Rick, um, George Russell, and the uh, significant others. If that guy has any clue about F1, he's framing this photo and putting it on his desk in his office, and he's turning it out toward the people that approach his desk so he can bring it up every time they talk. I also like how they're at a rave and George is literally just wearing like a denim button down shirt, sunglasses and a leather bound watch. Hey, he's fitting like, the uh, if... Woody persona very well of F1. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that man would frame that and put it on his desk because he looks absolutely ripped in that photo. Oh, yeah, of course he is. He doesn't care. <laughs> That's part of the whole thing is like he's, he's already missing the fact that like you're creeping on a photo like he's just got to let everybody know. I was within feet of... Daniel Ricardo and George Russell. All right, now we got everybody's favorite Carlos, Carlos Sainz. Sainz. Best way to recharge the batteries. And he is just a shirtless man, a very tan shirtless man with a bucket hat on a yacht in the I'm what I'm guessing is the Mediterranean. I'm gonna take the What's lead. What's our thirst trap rating of this? Nine out of that ten. Is, that is a nine point five because the, he is holding a towel over his private area. Now you can see he does have on some swim trunks. But just barely. That is a nine and a half out of ten. I, I, I reserve that last point for the extremely spicy, since he has peppers on his bucket hat. There's the joke. Uh, for those not watching on YouTube or Twitch, uh, spiciest of thirst traps, which this is not quite Katie, bad. Katie, if you see this picture on Raya, are you swiping right? <laughs> That's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> and next photo. <laughs> Ah, this yes. one, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, just enjoying life in Aspen, Colorado. And you're thinking, why is he in Aspen in the summer? What's there to do in Aspen? Apparently, just drink beer. He's just been, you know, going around to different breweries, drinking beer, probably mountain biking with his uh, girlfriend, wearing a cowboy hat. Um, Guys, if you roll up to just your local, you know, brew pub, your local brewery and you just see Valtteri Bottas having a flight in a cowboy hat I mean that's going to make your whole day month and year right I've driven through Aspen a couple times um, on my moves out to LA and back and LA and back and first off it's incredible Um, but if I were to I just imagine when I saw this like stopping off going to a restaurant and just happening to walk by him right there and being like that guy looks a lot like uh, Valtteri Bottas, but I'm not not sure it is. And I'm not going to say anything. And the mustache is the part that makes me think it's not him. And I would sir, then sir, regret not can talking you, to him. Do you, can you turn around? Can I just look at your ass for a second? Are you Valtteri Bottas? <laughs> yes, I've seen those are. cheeks before. I'd, I'd recognize those cheeks anywhere. <laughs> Here's my read on Valtteri this summer break. I haven't seen his bare ass on Instagram one time. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm disappointed. I'm just really, really surprised. And he's in a place called Aspen. It has it in the name. The Instagram <laughs> captions are right there, Valtteri. What are we I'm, doing? I'm, I, I, I bet you he has an entire album in his phone just ready to go. Just and it's, ready it's to labeled waste. in his phone. It's labeled Aspen with two S's. His, his publicist is probably like, hey, we haven't seen any naked pics yet. What's up? Like more, While most publicists are like, yo, no naked pics. They're like, Valtteri, what's up, man? Hey, we need the content, buddy. Seen your bare ass in a while. Like, come on, you're not having a great year. We need that. We need the yeah. And then, you know, 
here's Alex Albon. Uh, Mi gusta la playa. I don't know what that means. I don't speak Italian or Spanish. It means I like Whatever the beach. Whatever it is. Is that really what it means? Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, Isn't playa beach? This is a very unflattering photo taken by what I'm assuming is his girlfriend or whoever Lily. he was with. Yeah, I, I, I assume Lily was there taking pictures um, of him just looking at a menu. And um, I don't In, know. Inside. This doesn't, this, doesn't, this doesn't do it for me. Inside so that this menu. one was actually, um, it was like a photo dump where this is, the, I don't know why they chose this one, but there were other really funny ones. There was one where Lily was in the water and he was taking the photo from above and she was wearing a thong bikini and he put his hand over her butt. Ah, uh, no, that's <laughs> like good. Like the, the whole post was actually really cute and they did a bunch of cool stuff, but they did pick the most boring one for sure. Yeah, definitely did. Definitely did. Do we have any more, Nick? Oh, we do. Look at surfer board Lance doing what he does best, not driving an F1 car. Uh, Risty <laughs> McGee out there surfing on the wake. This is – I th- he, look, Lance just needs to retire because his favorite thing in life is surfing, and he looks so ha- – look, look how at peace he looks. He is a billionaire's son, okay? Just get out of the car. Go surf some juicy waves, man. Do you Hang think, loose. Do you think he's made enough money at this point in his career that he doesn't even need dad's money anymore? Probably not, no, because he's probably only made like, he probably honestly has not even made like 50 million. Oh, that's enough and to even without dad's money. <laughs> even if you have 50 million, you can't buy your father's love. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, below the belt, folks. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I'm missing one tooth, but you just knocked all the teeth out of Lance Stroll's mouth. This has been episode 12 of the Gridiron Podcast. We're not going to top that. Good night, folks. Wow, George Russell going to round it out here. Oh, and we got one more from George Russell. Of course he's shirtless somewhere on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Memorable couple of weeks. Blue heart feeling the batteries recharged. George, put a shirt on, dude. Just, just put a shirt on. How many Everybody batteries? Re- to post a thirst trap. How many Let batteries recharges but are we going to get? By the way, all posts are thirst traps. Like when you're when your normal content is thirst traps. When you're on vacation, you got to do something different. By the way, Lance Stroll. Why are you on the gram earnings. posting thirst traps? Uh, Lance Stroll career career earnings a little bit over nineteen million. That's definitely enough to live without daddy's money. Still not enough. By the way, um, uh, speaking of uh, George Russell thirst traps. Um, I mean, I feel like we've already seen enough just from one specific video that uh, we it's just established that the, he's always going to be a thirst trapper, and and that of course is the most famous one right there. I mean that. Yes. <laughs> yes. If that doesn't say swipe right, I don't know what does. That is the thirstiest driver intro I think I've ever seen. Well, except even for- with the ones where they slow mo look up. Except for Charles, uh, look back at it. That's true. You're right. You're right. That's in the running. There are two I think we should touch on. Esteban wasn't in there. And he posted a gorgeous photo holding hands with Mick Schumacher. That was really big. And Mick soft-launched new girlfriend over summer break. Ooh, and Mick was looking... He was looking fine. He was looking like a new man. Also, Yuki Tsunoda's has been really funny because I heard in an interview him speak about how he just play he just games for 10 hours a day. See, someone was he, doing it. 
And so he starts playing Apex Legends at 8.30 and plays until 6.30 and says that he takes a break between 12 and 1 for some snacks. That is exactly what Every I expected day. out of him. That's how <laughs> that's I... Exactly not, what I actually, that's a great transition. I love that for him. How would, exactly. we spend, how would we spend our summer breaks, folks? Sean? Uh, if I had $19 million and four weeks with nothing to do... Um, I feel like I I feel like I wouldn't stay in one place. I feel like I would travel a lot and I would drink a lot of beer. So I would kind of combine what Valtteri Bottas is doing. Like I would be drinking beer in a cowboy hat whenever I wanted to. But I would also be like traveling around, maybe not the world, but like maybe take a tour around Europe and I'd hit up the Scandinavian countries and then I'd go down to like Greece or maybe Italy or something. I would travel and I'd get a little bit of everything. I'd get some hiking in up in like Finland or Sweden, or I would do some, you know, surfing in the Mediterranean. If you can't surf there, I don't know, but like, you know, I would get a whole variety of it and I would really recharge the batteries and I would just change every couple days. I See, feel like that's what I would do. If you, if you ever wonder why Sean and I have been best friends for so long, uh, it's because we think alike in many regards. And this is one of them. I would do a very similar trip. I would start in Germany. Um, I would go Italy. I'd do, I'd do Greece, um, you know, stop off, you know, for a little yacht rental in the water. And then I'd go all the way and visit our friend Giannis in Estonia. Oh, yeah. Shout out Giannis. I'd go to Finland and then I'd circle back and I'd finish in the south of France with a week long vacation, more boating, beaching, that type of thing. Yeah, guys, I'll be honest. Most of what I would get up to cannot be shared here and would not be shared on my Instagram, <laughs> especially if I had F1 driver money. I I don't know what else to really say here. We would it would involve Katie some in variation of Make something boats, up. super expensive food, probably spending time with Martin Garrix out of obligation. Other than that... Uh, We'll keep that in the private chat. I would have a good time. Katie, I know you're Canadian, but in the United States, there's a thing called the Fifth Amendment, and I believe you just pleaded it. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, I think I might have. Yeah, I would have a good time if I had that much money. We'll allow you that. Um, I would also do my, if it's four weeks, those would be my two and a half weeks, and then I'd spend the rest doing what Yuki Sonoda did. And just sit at home, play video games, just go to the gym, and just play video games. <laughs> I would too, but my version of that would be Ocarina of Time on Nintendo 64. Oh, that, yeah. that would be my 8.30 to oh. 6.30. You just won yourself some fans with the older crowd. <laughs> All right, that is it for our F1 Summer Break recap. As you can tell, not a lot going on. I mean, plenty for them. They're having fun. But as for what we can talk about, that's about it. Let's wrap it up here, folks, with the final segment of the day. It is hate or love it. Sean, what's your hate? Uh, my hate. Let me see. I didn't have a hate, but I feel like a lot of annoying drivers have been uh, getting in my way lately. But I, I've used that as an escape before because just bad drivers annoy everybody. Um, how about this? I will say uh, tipping culture. Have I complained about tipping culture before? You don't work in the service industry. I feel industry, like we have. No. <laughs> Well, I'm going back for it because every few weeks I'm reminded of just how much I hate tipping culture now because you are asked to tip for everything and then you just feel so crappy when, when you don't want to. And you know they you see know. it. Yeah, and you know they see it. It's like I'm ordering, you know, you, I'm ordering a cup of coffee that's already way too expensive anyway and now I have to tip you another two and a half dot Why? Why do I need to do that? I, I Here, I'll give you a dollar. Oh, we don't accept cash, sir. 
Well, then I, I, and then I feel like such an asshole for not hitting like 25%. But, you know, at some point, it's just, it, it's getting to be annoying. The joke, the jokes are on TikTok, you know, you pay someone a compliment and they say, actually, and then they hold up their phone and they have that yeah. 15, 20, 25%. We just need you to answer one simple uh, question here. Exactly. I yeah. ask you a um, question. It's just, uh, I was reminded uh, last night, um, I I missed dinner because I was at a concert and by the time I got home, all I could do was uh, Uber Eats something. And Uber Eats was like, remember to give your driver a really good tip. It's raining and they're driving so you can stay dry. I'm like, what if you just paid your workers a living wage instead? Yeah, I'm just Imagine like, a world um, like that. Why, why do I need to pay your employees more money because it's raining out? Like it rains, rain happens. That doesn't affect how I'm going to treat someone. Rain makes corn. Now, corn if, if makes, makes whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey <laughs> Now, if it was a hurricane baby. or something, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd tip you whiskey. the bill. But, like, this was just a Big Mac and fries, folks. Relax. <laughs> Tipping Rain culture. Tipping culture is what I hate. Thing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite podcast we've ever done. No question. I got no dudes. We're just off the handle on everything. I agree, Sean. Um, that, there's a good YouTube skit or like a TikTok sketch coming out of that that I don't think anybody's done yet. Just this, this stare down where it's like, it's going to ask you a question. You're like, doom, doom. You know, that type of thing. All right, Katie, what's your hate? Add, add on add on top of that to like, do, would you like to donate a dollar to hung, feeding hungry children? That one gets you. <laughs> Oh, so I saw you hit no. Well, would you like to donate a dollar to donate to puppies who are homeless? No. Oh, so you hate puppies too, right? Okay, well, have a nice day and go after yourself, sir. <laughs> How about seniors? What if we hit this little... A dollar for the there, blind? There was, look, there was a South Park episode where Randy kept going to Whole Foods and he did not want to keep tipping every time or, you know, giving the extra dollar to charity every time. So, like, they made him, like, take a doll. There was a cutout, cardboard cutout of, like, a little girl. It's like, okay, and do me a favor. Uh, you need to... Um, Pull the food out of the little girl's mouth so she doesn't have anything to eat. Go ahead and pull the food out of the mouth to deny the charity. <laughs> so bad. It was it was so funny, but that, I mean that's, that's uh, South Park. Uh, All right, Katie, yeah. what's your hate? Uh, so we haven't actually talked about the Canadian bocce championships since those went down. So my hate this week—it's really embarrassing. It's really shameful, but I'm an accountable woman. So we had the best tournament we'd ever had. I had the best game I'd ever had. Um, it was against some <laughs> guys I went to high school with that was so upset and so angry. And it felt really, really good because I truly, truly kicked his ass. And we were riding such a high on Saturday night. And then Sunday comes around and team captain, me, was a shell of a woman on Sunday because I was too irresponsible on Saturday I had too great of a time celebrating how good our wait, how well wait, our team was wait, playing. Wait, wait, wait. Before you tell your flu game story, <sighs> we're going solo. Go ahead. No, take me off of here. Don't make me look at myself. <laughs> Guys, I didn't even make it. I didn't make it down to the pits. One of our t so one of us was gonna have to sit out anyways, because my best friend Giselle. Great Guys, name. I'm almost choking up talking about this. She was working out of town the first two days, so she was going to play Sunday sub-in, so one of us was going to have to sub out. I was going to offer to do that anyways, but I didn't even make it down to the pits because I was a shell of a human being, and I couldn't even get in the car. 
<laughs> so for that, I hate myself only for that one moment. I hate that I let my team down. I hate that I was riding such a high and then the lows feel so much lower when you're falling from that high up. So those were my Canadian bocce championships. That is a legendary fumbling the bag moment if I've ever heard one. I fumbled the bag as hard as humanly possible. That's all right. You did your best. Even if your best got you so hungover you couldn't get out of bed. We're still <laughs> proud, proud of you. Sure We're okay. still proud of you. <laughs> all right. Um, my hate. Uh, need I say more? I'm missing a tooth. Okay, that's my hate. Sean, what's your love? I hate that for you. I love that for you, Nick. <laughs> that's my love. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> my love is, um, uh, I went to a concert last night. I got to see The Offspring, Sum 41, and Simple Plan. And um, yeah, it was awesome because I don't uh, often get to uh, see. I just love co going to concerts in general. Like you can feel the we energy, you can feel the we vibes. Play. I love all of that. And um, I don't know, it was it was a lot of fun, especially because as I get older, I remember that you know pop punk rock era more favorably, and I listen to it a lot. So it's kind of good to be in a crowd where it's like everyone there went nuts when Simple Plan played "What's Up, Scooby Doo." And um, yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, that's my love. Just kind of reliving the glory days and like, hey, we're all aging millennials now, and but we can still rock out to, you know, some emo pop punk. Sean went to bed dreaming of that time he dyed his hair black in his dorm room in college. We're gonna need to see photos of that. No, there's one on Facebook that we're gonna yeah, show you. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll show you. All right, Katie, what's your love? My love. So this is very topical because Toto Wolf. We didn't talk about how he broke his arm on oh, summer break. Yeah. He didn't have did you not love a great broke summer break. No, no, no. That's um, it's, it's. I don't love that. Jesus no. Christ, Katie. Um, so my love is Giselle, my best friend that I referenced earlier on the Bocce team. Um, she lives next door to me. We've been best friends for 25 years. Um, she gifted me her old mountain bike. So I'm in my mountain bike era right now. We've oh. been going out all the time. I live in the Rockies, so it's very intense here. It's very dangerous. Well, uh, you live in Canada, so you live in the Rock A's? Da -da -da -da. Good one, Sean. Spot for <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I went over. And she's. I am Florida man. I am Florida man. I am Florida man. <laughs> I wish I was quicker on the trigger with that. <laughs> so I went over. She texted me and said, "Do you want to go for a bike ride?" So I went over, and uh, she has an e-bike and a mountain bike. And she goes, "Look at my new bike!" And I'm, "Oh my gosh, that's so great!" And then her old one, which is not very old, was sitting with a bow on it. Aww, it was very nice. sweet. So yeah, we've been going out all of. My girlfriends, when we we work hard and we play really hard, we're all avid hikers, bikers. We like we like to go, and it's fun mountain biking with her and her husband because they can rip, and it's really pushing and challenging me. And I thought I was invincible, and then Toto Wolf broke his arm, and I was like, maybe I should. No, Katie, <laughs> the break the breaks a little more. The moment you stop going is the moment you start <laughs> dying. Keep it going. This is why we come to the Gridiron Podcast. Damn it. For you know, I want to, like real quick, I want to change my hate. Nick, I think a couple weeks ago you said, like, what your hate was, you hate when people are like, he's him. He is him. It's Hemi Neutron. I'm tired of people saying, I'm in my blank 
era. We get it. Taylor Swift did a tour. We get it. All right. You're not all in your, you know, red era or 1989 era. Yeah. And guess what? None of that plays with me because I stopped listening to Taylor Swift after her second album. So whatever. Uh, I have two more hates, Sean. (laughs) One of them. One of them is that. (laughs) And the other one is uh, is Bridget left to do her last clinical in California and um, is not going to be back till after Thanksgiving. And that makes me sad. (laughs) I'm going to go visit her, but. I'm alone, and that makes me sad. Uh, and and my love, I don't know if I've talked about the pool in a table. House have I talked next about next to a cemetery? Yes. By my, I'm not afraid of headstones like Sean. Sean's on our, on my deck, and I go, it's dark out, and I go, and over there is a cemetery, and he goes, oh, I wish you hadn't just told me that. I'm gonna go inside now. It's unsettling. <laughs> that is hilarious. We're in his basement, Katie. I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about like ten feet from this wall? There's dead people. Yeah, and they've been dead for over a hundred years, most of them. Still it's a very there. Old cemetery. It's so old that the headstones don't even have names. They just say father and mother. How old are they? That's creepy. <laughs> um, Hello, mother. Hello, my love father. is since uh, Coley was in the chat, Coley's parents gifted me their old pool table. Had it delivered <gasps> to my house. So yeah. How will I pass the time while Bridget's gone? I'll go shoot pool in the basement by myself and cry softly in the silence between the sounds of clinking balls. Um, Look at us getting new hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. So there's my hate and my love, and that's it. And that is episode 12 of the Gridiron Podcast. And unlike last week's episode, I'm actually going to take down the lower third there because I didn't last time when we closed with hate or love. It's still there. Uh, any closing remarks, folks? Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. And if you write something nice about us, we'll read it out on the next podcast. Katie's got nothing. I don't have anything else either. That's Katie Caldwell. I'm, that's Sean Barry, and I'm Nick Shook, and I almost called myself Sean Barry. Sean, how do we end the show? Uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening to the Gridiron Podcast. We'll be back next week with more Formula Football fun. Until next time, live life in the fast lane. Mm, triple F, I like that. Mm-hmm.